Hey, pop punk enthusiasts! Welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am the host of this incredible music podcast. If you are new here, hey, what's up? Welcome to Pop Punk Promo. I am so excited that you are here. If you are looking for brand new artists to support and love before they are famous, this is the place to be. Here at Pop Punk Promo, we focus on uplifting women in the pop punk scene, pop rock alternative, all of those kind of genre bending and blending genres. And we uplift them, we bring them to light, we find them before you even know that they make music. And if you love gatekeeping little artists to yourself, if you love sharing them to your friends, showing them the latest band that is going to become popular before they are, this is the place to be. We focus about 80 to 90% of all of our interview efforts on uplifting women in music. So if you are tired of the scene exclusively being for men, then this is the podcast for you. Here we uplift badass women who are talented as fuck and they deserve a place in the industry. So if you're looking for your next pop punk queen to support, Please stick with us, keep listening, and even go back to some of our previous episodes. We have about 60 to 70 episodes full of exclusive content and interviews for you to check out and find your new favorite artist. If you've listened to Pop Punk Promo before, thank you so much for coming back and believing in our mission. If you've been with us since the beginning, thank you so much. You know who you are and I know who you are. You guys mean everything to me and you're the reason that we're able to still keep doing the podcast. Whether you've been here for a day, a month, a year, if you've listened to one episode or several of them, thank you so much for being here. It seriously means so much to me to know that people are out there and care about our mission of uplifting small artists and women in the scene. If you are an artist that has interviewed with us before, thank you so much for taking a chance on us. I genuinely have had so much fun on every single one of my interviews and I love getting to know all of you guys on a more personal level and sharing your love of music with the world and sharing the incredible talent that each of you has. Thank you so much for being a part of our journey. It is so incredible to have such an awesome network of talented musicians around me. If you are here and you are a musician who I have not had the pleasure of interviewing yet, but you would love to be featured on the show, please make your way to poppunkpromo.com. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage and we've got a form where you can fill it out and get your chance to be a featured artist on the podcast. I absolutely adore interviewing small artists so much. So if you fit the pop punk, pop rock, alternative kind of genre, if you are a woman in music and you are looking for a little boost and you want to get your name out there, please reach out to us. Like I said, go to poppunkpromo.com, fill out that form. Or if you are comfortable, you can visit us at poppunkpromo on Instagram or any other social media platform and shoot us a DM. We are very active on social media and we will reach back out to you within a couple of days. So please, 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 if you are interested in being on the show, I would love to hear from you. And if you know anyone else who would love to be on the show, I would love to hear from all of you as well. 
For those of you that have been around for a while, you know that I did a Women in Music roundtable back in September, and I would really love to gauge interest in doing another one of those. If there are any women listening to this who are musicians, maybe you're audio engineers, you do merch or anything else, maybe you're a marketing professional, please reach out and let me know if you'd love to be a part of the conversation and maybe we can put together another Women in Music roundtable. I had so much fun doing this and chatting with a ton of different music professionals all over the industry and I want to do it again. So if you are interested in participating or you know anyone who would be interested, please reach out to me at poppunkpromo@gmail.com. Or reach out to me via Instagram as well. I really would love to have more discussions with a ton of different women from all across the music industry. So if this is something you're interested in, again, please reach out to me. A lot of you also know that I was posting an episode every single week for literally a year. I did that. And then at the start of... October, November, I started searching for new jobs and I did get a new job and I was adjusting to that and the holidays happened. So I ended up moving to a bi-weekly schedule of release. Now I am flirting with the idea of continuing to post every single week again and maintaining that level of interviews. So I just want to know what you guys think. I'm I'm thinking about doing it. I'm not sure yet. And if anything, I might just have a little bit of an irregular posting schedule, if that makes sense. So I might post two weeks in a row and then not one week and then two weeks in a row again. So I'm not sure. Whatever you guys feel is best. So would you prefer that I go back to every single week? Are you okay with the bi-weekly? I am just trying to gauge interest here a little bit. Um, yeah, so that's just something that's going on in my brain. You might be able to expect a little bit more content from me from here on out. I am adjusting to my new schedule and I think it's something I'd be interested in doing again. So yeah, just hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on email. I'll even put it in a poll at the end of this episode as well. If you scroll to the bottom of the Spotify page, I'll have it there. So just let me know your thoughts and feelings and we'll see where I go from here. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, now that we've got some of that busy work out of the way, let's get into some pop punk news. I've got a loaded amount of news for you guys this week. I am so excited. There have been so many incredible tour and festival announcements already. It is literally January 25th and we already have stuff that is coming out for this summer. So I cannot wait to announce these to you guys. So first up on our list, we've got So What Festival in Texas. Now, this is a festival that has been on my radar for a couple years now, and I would kill to go there. They always have the best lineup ever, and I am so excited to share this year's lineup with you guys. This year, So What Festival 2024 is happening on June 1st and June 2nd. This is a two-day festival, and the first day is a lot more pop punk. The second day is a lot more 
metal hardcore if you know what I mean so I'm gonna go over the first day because that is geared a lot more toward my music taste and what this podcast surrounds as well so for Saturday June 1st at So What Festival they're going to be Boys Like Girls, Mayday Parade, Silverstein, The Devil Wears Prada, 303, Knuckle Puck, Arrows in Action, Beauty School Dropout, Daisy Grenade, Lolo, People Are Ugly, Point North, and so many more. You guys, this is insane. I would absolutely thrive at this festival. Now, they've got an excellent lineup and mix between men and women in the scene. We've got a ton of women representation, which is absolutely insane. We've got Lolo and Daisy Grenade, which are two of my favorite bands in the scene right now. This is amazing. So if you guys are in Texas and you're able to go to So What, I highly recommend you get those tickets because I would love to go if I could, but it is on the other side of the country and I cannot afford a trip right now. So if you guys are able to check it out, it's going to be amazing. Next up, Waterparks announced the openers for their upcoming Sneaking Out of Heaven tour. This is the spring tour and supposedly the only tour they are going to go on this year, which is insane because Waterparks is known for touring multiple times a year in multiple different parts of the world. So I don't know what they've got cooking this year, but I can't wait to find out. So in the meantime, here are the support acts for Waterparks' Sneaking Out of Heaven tour this spring. They are going to be bringing along Loveless onto the entire tour, and on select dates, we've got Pop Tropica Sluts, Soapy Powers, Pollyanna, and Winnica Bowling League. Please correct me if I said that incorrectly. <laughs> I'm not sure. But... This lineup is crazy. Waterparks is known for taking a ton of different bands with them on tour and giving a ton of smaller artists an opportunity to get some live shows under their belts. I am so excited to see that Pollyanna is going to be opening for Waterparks because I think that they are so fucking cool. They opened for Honey Revenge this past year and they were fucking awesome. They are a bunch of non-binary and queer members and they are just literally so cool and just make the best music ever. So massive congratulations to them for getting on this tour. Sophie Powers did open for Water Parks last year as well on select dates. So I'm really excited to see that they brought her back on the tour. Now, I don't know anything about Pop Tropica Sluts or Winnica Bowling League, but I will be looking into them. So Pop Tropica Sluts is going to be on my tour date that I'm going to hit up. If you know anything about them, please let me know what they're like. If you've seen them live, what are they like? I want to be so hyped for them when they come out on stage. If you haven't gotten tickets for the Sneaking Out of Heaven tour yet, I highly recommend you get on that because most of the tour is either sold out or has low ticket marks on them. So make sure you don't miss out. I don't know how lucky you are for VIP. I assume that they're all gone because Waterparks typically runs out of VIP within like hours of dropping them on sale. So I'm not sure if you have any luck with that. But if not, make sure you still head out to the shows anyway. Grab those tickets. This is supposed to be their biggest tour yet. This is supposed to be the 
best stage production that we've ever seen from water parks and the most diverse set list as well. So I cannot wait. I will be going to Madison, Wisconsin, and I am just so hyped. So if you are going on this tour, you can expect to see Pop Tropica Sluts from February 26th through March 9th, Sophie Powers from March 11th to March 22nd, Pollyanna from March 26th through March 30th, and Winnica Bowling League from April 4th to April 6th. So make sure you grab those tickets and you'll see Loveless on every single one of those dates. So if you go to anyone, you'll see them there as well. They are just taking the scene by storm. So it's awesome. Water Parks is doing amazing things by bringing tons of different artists on tour with them and giving them all opportunities to tour with a really well-known band right now. So grab those tickets. You won't want to miss out. The last major tour announcement I have for you guys today is Avril Lavigne's Greatest Hits Tour through North America. Now, this is absolutely blowing up pop punk social media everywhere. Everyone is so excited to see the pop punk queen herself go on tour. This tour is going to be happening starting in May and going through September. So it is quite literally all summer long. She is going to be rocking out with all of the emo kids and I just can't wait. Now, Avril's tour announcement is amazing for emo kids everywhere who grew up with her music in the early 2000s, but there is quite a large elephant in the room that I feel I need to discuss. So Avril announced this tour and the openers at the same exact time, and she is going to be bringing along Simple Plan and Girlfriends for most of the tour, but for a good fourth of the tour, she is bringing along a band that has been known as predators and abusers towards young fans and girls and it just doesn't sit right with me at all and I have made it known on my social media on this podcast that I do not support abuse in the scene and I do not support any type of violence whatsoever and this band that Avril has chosen to call her friends and take on tour with her they have been outed as predators and I once loved them so incredibly much I was a fan of theirs and called them my favorite band for about eight years and just looking back like it is completely inexcusable that they ignore all the allegations against them and despite going to court over a few TikTok videos that may or may not be relevant it is relevant to remember that in the early 2000s a lot of bands were doing really skeevy things and exhibiting inappropriate behavior especially towards minors so despite whatever has come out of these allegations and the court cases that they have been going through, their behavior is just inexcusable. And plenty of other bands have been exposed for doing the same exact thing in the early 2000s and have either owned up to it, kicked out members of the band who have exhibited this behavior, or just, you know, quit music altogether. Now, whatever the solution is, I don't know. I just know that I'm very disappointed in this band and if they would have just been honest and straight up from the beginning, 
I think that would change the minds of a lot of us in the scene, a lot of us fans. And honestly, I'm disappointed in Avril. I am disappointed that she is just letting this band continue to tour and have spotlight in a place where they have hurt a lot of people in the past and they don't have any ownership or accountability for their actions. So yes, I think Avril announcing this tour is really cool and really fun. And as someone who has never seen her before live, I would love to go see her, especially because said abuser band is not going to be on the date that I want to go to. However, I don't think it's fair that Avril keeps this band on her tour. I don't think it's safe for her fans herself. And she definitely should not be flaunting the fact that they are friends. She should not even be friends with them, in my opinion. So let me know what you guys think, because we do not support abuse here. And a lot of people will probably come at me and tell me that all of the allegations were false, which regardless of what one TikTok said and what the court cases say, this band is still guilty of being creepy and allowing underage girls to participate in things that they really should not have at a young age. So that's my two cents on that. Um, I'm very happy for Avril and for all of the amazing artists who are going to be touring with her, but she needs to really sit down and have a reality check and think about who she's putting at risk when she includes openers and who she considers a friend in the scene. I know I'm not alone in feeling this way. There are hundreds of comments under the tour announcement posts on Instagram where fans are upset with Avril for continuing to let this band have spotlight and have a place in the scene where they do not belong anymore unless they take ownership of their actions and actually have a real conversation with their fans and the people that they have hurt in the past. So I have other friends who feel this way as well, who really would love to go see Avril, but feel a little bit betrayed by her because of her continued support with these people who have not done a lot of good for others. And despite if they are acting this way currently or not, this doesn't excuse past behavior and true accountability needs to be taken for their actions before they can continue to make music and be loved by the people who had fallen in love with them so many years ago. We feel a ton of betrayal and it's just hard to trust them anymore unless they come clean and let us know that this is truly a safe place to be now. With that being said, if you want to get tickets for Avril, I say go for it. I would highly not recommend going to any of the shows in which All Time Low are opening for because I don't think giving money to them is a good cause and I refuse to give them any money anymore. I did that for so many years as a naive teenager, not really seeing what was going on around me and the hurt that they were putting on the community. So if you want to go see Avril, at the very least, please do not go to the shows in which the Predatory Band are opening. 
and do your part. If you believe that Avril is in the wrong for this, please tell her that we do not support abuse in the scene and make it known, make our opinions known, and she just might take him off the tour. We don't know. She is saying that they are friends and that can be a dangerous place to live. So if they truly are friends, likely she probably will not take them off the tour. But the most we can do is tell her that we are disappointed. So make our voices heard. Women, let's come together here because this is not what we deserve. This is not the queen that we need. So if we are going to keep supporting Avril the way that we have, we need to make sure that she is also accountable for the people that she is taking on tour with her. Okay, pop punk enthusiasts, I apologize if that got a little deep there, and I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from. So we are going to move on to the next part of our release, Radar, and I've got a few really cool new releases for you guys that I'd love to share. First up is my girl, Taylor Acorn. She released a brand new banger called Grey this past week, and it is beautiful. It is so authentic, and it absolutely radiates everything that Taylor Acorn is. So if you guys are not familiar with her yet, please go get familiar with her and her music. She is such a force in the pop punk scene right now. She is so kind, so sweet, and just one of the nicest people I've ever met. And if you've had the pleasure of meeting her as well, you will know the same. She just genuinely cares so much about what she does, the words she's singing, and the people she's singing to. So make sure you go check out Taylor Acorn's brand new song, Grey. Next up, I feel like we have been waiting for this week forever. Charlotte Sands released her debut album this week on Wednesday. You guys, she is absolutely fucking killing it right now. She's got her new debut album out. She's got a tour she's about to embark on, a world tour, you guys. And she is still an independent artist. How many of you guys knew that? She literally is rocking the scene right now and doing things that you would expect to see from an artist who is signed to a record label. She absolutely knows what she's doing. Her management, herself, her crew, they have got the blueprint in place for her and she is literally killing it. If you guys have not listened to her brand new debut album, Can We Start Over? Please, please go listen to it right now. It is by far her best example of her talent thus far. She is literally on fire and killing it. I am obsessed with it. And if you haven't gotten tickets to her tour, I highly recommend you guys do. I got mine this week and I cannot wait to see her. Um, I have yet to go to one of her headline tours. I saw her open for Set It Off. God, it was a few years ago now. And that was my first kind of taste of Charlotte Sands. So if you guys have not seen her live, I highly recommend go grab those tickets now. Go listen to the debut album. She has the formula down. Honestly, I I don't know how she's doing it. I did notice that she has been releasing music in the middle of the week on like a Wednesday versus Friday, which is when a lot of new music does come out. And I think there is a really bold strategy to this. It seems 
a lot of independent artists are doing this. For example, Charlotte Sands, Barani, Dawn, all of these independent artists are having a lot of success by releasing not only singles super frequently, but they're doing it in the middle of the week so that they can get a lot of publicity, a lot of listens, a lot of traction before Friday, and they can get on those new music Friday playlists. So I think it's a really bold strategy and it seems to be working out and paying off. So if you're an independent artist, take notes, guys. Take notes on Charlotte Sands. She is literally killing the game. And I could not say enough good words about her. She is truly amazing. And I really hope I get the chance to meet her one day. I really am just so awestruck and inspired by her so go check it out charlotte sands debut album can we start over is out now next up we've got neck deep releasing a self-titled album this came out this past week and you guys it's so good it absolutely embodies neck deep and it is some of their best work yet oh my god if you guys love pop punk music like this is literally just the embodiment of true pop punk and it is the best version of neck deep to date so they are embarking on their tour for the self-titled album today i think as you're listening to this they should be going on the tour so if you guys want tickets to go to their tour make sure you grab them and make sure you check out which dates you could see them on because they are embarking literally today on this tour so Make sure you check out their brand new self-titled album and make sure you grab tickets to the tour. Finally, we have a brand new album from a band that I have literally loved and cherished since I was a child. It is Green Day. Their brand new album, Saviors, is out now and they are embarking on a tour this summer where they are going to be playing Dookie and American Idiot both in full along with a bunch of other classics. Guys, I literally cannot stop internally screaming because I've loved Green Day for so long, literally for as long as I can remember. I feel like American Idiot has been playing in the background of my life forever, and I have to go see this album in full live. I will die if I don't I think and I don't think I'm being dramatic um but needless to say Saviors is so incredible I truly didn't think that we would get another album that feels like so classic Green Day but also new Green Day at the same time and it really gives me a lot of nostalgia it feels so real to me it feels like classic Green Day and I'm so incredibly proud of this band for this body of work that they have produced so if you guys have not checked it out green day's new album saviors is out now make sure you go give it a listen and check out where you can see them on tour this summer last but not least i have a couple of pre-saves available for you guys this week first up brawny just teased her brand new single which happens to be the last single off of her debut album jaded She just teased this on her Patreon, so sorry guys, I'm probably not supposed to say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Her new song, Toxic, is coming out on February 6th. 
I am so excited. I cannot wait. I love everything that Bronnie does. And I cannot wait to hear her debut album, which comes out in April. So make sure you go pre-save Toxic right now. Comes out February 6th. Finally, our friends in Dawn are releasing a brand new single. It's called Boy Next Door. So this is available for pre-save right now. They have been teasing it all over social media. And I think it's safe to say this is going to be one of my favorites of theirs. I literally cannot wait until I can hear it, which, by the way, it doesn't have a release date yet. I'm sure it does, but it's not public knowledge and... I don't have the scoop on that. So make sure you go pre-save it. I am sure we will be getting our hands on it before we know it. So make sure you check out the teases. It's going to be amazing. Boy Next Door by Dawn. All right, pop punk enthusiasts. It is time for the moment we've all been waiting for. It is time for our featured artist segment. I apologize. It took a little longer than normal to get to this part of the episode, but I had some really important things I felt like I had to share earlier on in the episode. So I hope that's okay with you guys. But we are here. We are going to share our brand new featured artist this week. And we have a brand new interview for you guys. So without further ado... Can I get a drum roll, please? This week's featured artist is Gold Steps. Hey everyone, welcome back into Pop Punk Promo. Today I am with Betty of Gold Steps. How are you doing today, Betty? I'm doing good. It's release day. That's always a good feeling. Yes. Oh my God. That's so exciting. I literally didn't even mean for that to happen. It just kind of happened that way. So that's so exciting. Do you want to just dive in right away and tell us all about your brand new single? I think it's with, is it McKinley? Is that how you say it? Yes. Yep. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Tell us all about your brand new single called The Terminal. It is a really heartbreaking duet between two people who very obviously love each other, but there's life gets in the way right you know people you know it's not like he's traveling a lot and he can't seem to get the timing right they fight a lot but then they make up so it's that constant like push and pull kind of a relationship where everything's just it's either super passionate or super tense all the time and if you've ever been in um, one of those relationships where the love is just the love is like so passionate when the Mm -hmm. love is there and when there's fighting it's just like vicious cutthroat it's like yeah. that, um, there's like a, a gelato commercial that I think of where they're like fighting constantly. And then all of a sudden they're just like bickering. And then he breaks out the Hagen does and she's like, mm. <laughs> and then she starts fighting again. That's <laughs> it's amazing. Like, oh my God. I love that so much. I, I feel like I've seen what you're talking about, but I'm also not entirely sure. I, I think I've seen it before, but that's, that's Italian, amazing. It's, it's just, it makes me think of that. Oh, that or like, or like uh, Newfound Glory did that song with Haley Williams that's called yeah. Vicious Love. Yeah. And the whole time you're listening, you're like, oh my God, the song's a bop. And then you're like, wow, this is so unhealthy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You love a good, like, toxic relationship vibe, but then it's like over like a positive melody or harmony. Right? And it's just like, it's amazing. I love it. I love it our, so much. Our song is a lot more sad. It's more of like, oh my God, we can't make it work. I want it to work. Why won't it work? I just, yeah. I can't be with you anymore it doesn't work it it doesn't devastating that is so devastating but the song is amazing I I did listen to it 
Um, and it is, it's awesome. It's so good. Um, it, are you just the feature or is it like more of a collaboration? It ended up becoming more of a collaboration. So McKinley had reached out to me on Instagram. I want to say back in September and was just like, Hey, we would love to have you feature on a song sometime. And I was like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, let me know. A lot of times I hear that and people never follow back up. So it's, yeah. you know, nothing or I, or I miss their message completely, but I was like, yeah, send it over. And they did end up sending it to me and I was super busy. So I didn't get to it right away. And then, you know, he, he like nudged me a little. He's like, Hey, what do you think of the song? I was like, Oh my God, I suck. I need to. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, just give me a minute. And I was at work. I like was between meetings and I listened to it and I was like, Oh my God, this song is so good. This song is so good. I cannot believe I need to write a verse for this. I, what do I do? And I was listening to it and I was kind of like vibing with it. And then once I started going, I think I had my verse written in 10 minutes. Oh my and God. then I was just like, Hey, like, I'm going to send you something. Let me know if it kind of fits like what you're thinking. It's kind of mirroring that first verse. So kind of addressing like the tension, the love, the stuff not working, and then kind of answering back to him about, I, you told me to call when I got to the gate and I'm saying he never called. So yeah. that's kind of like the, oh, you don't want to talk to me. Okay, fine. Then I guess this is over. We are done. And then from McKinley really, really loved the, I, I gave him like an option on a couple, on I think one of the lyrics, I was like, I'm feeling this, but I also feel like it could be this. And he was like, I'm feeling that as well. So we like worked a little bit on that. And then I was supposed to go in and record, but I got sick. I lost my voice for like a whole week, which is oh. terrifying. That's and then horrible. It, oh no. It got me bad this year. I got the flu something fierce and like laryngitis twice. It was it was a bad fall. But oh. once I got better, I went in. We recorded here at our house. We have like a little recording setup and we got through it in like a couple of hours just like going back. But as I was doing my verse and the harmonies, I was like, "Man, I feel like I'm just going to toss it out there. I'm just going to throw some some extra extra vocals on there." see what they think of them. You know, we put some like O's and stuff and then um, like leaned into the chorus a little bit. Like they only asked me really to do like the verse, but he was like, go crazy, like do whatever you want with it. Like, and I was like, great. Like I will give you all that I've got. You pick and choose what you want. Yeah. And they ended up really liking what I did. So Ben was like, Hey, my producer really loved it. He was really stoked that like, you didn't just half-ass it like you actually went for it and I feel like like can we make this like a full collaboration can we make it you know not just McKinley featuring Betty can it be McKinley and Gold Steps and I was like I would love that that would be great we can reach more people that way and it it's been a really cool thing to develop a friendship across the country because they're in North Carolina Oh, wow. And, that is quite yeah. a track. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's just kind of kept snowballing. Like it was first, it was just like, yeah, like throw down a verse. And then it was like, oh, let's do this collab. And then I was like joking. I was like, oh, too bad. We'll like never play it together, you know? And <laughs> he was like, we, I was, he was like, well, let's play a show. And I was like, well, how's that going to work? We're like across the country from each other, like hours and hours away. And he was like, we'd come to you. And I was like, are no you serious? Way. That's like, so sick. <laughs> I was like, if you come, if you come here, I will book the show. Oh my God. That's we amazing. Did. Oh my we God. Did that. Wait, so is, is the show like coming up? It's next Friday. So next Friday, oh. they'll be in Milwaukee. They're coming up on Wednesday and we're going to practice um, 
on Thursday night. They're going to like set up um, at my at our practice space. They're going to run through their set. We're going to go through the duet a few times. And then Friday night will be the Milwaukee show. And then Chicago is on Saturday. So we ended up booking two celebration release shows, I guess. That's so insane. Oh, my God. Congratulations. That is literally so awesome. Like, I feel like it's rare for a collaboration to be able to be played live by like both parties. And the fact that you're like making it happen like right away. That's so insane. That's so awesome. I've always kind of been one of those people where it's like I will have these grandiose like ideas and then I'm like, there's no way we can pull it off. But can we? And then we you find a way to make it work. If it's something you really want, you'll find a way to make it work. So absolutely. Absolutely. I, I fully believe that. I guess like speaking of just like doing what like you really want to do and just like making it like going for it like how long have you been making music and how did you kind of like get started on this journey of like becoming an artist so I got started I I wouldn't say late necessarily more like I kind of flirted with the idea rather than really going for it so as a kid you know I was always just one of those loud kids singing all the time I was singing (laughs) as soon as I could talk And I loved like wandering around my house singing songs. Like music was always a big thing for me. I did karaoke as a kid and, you know, musicals, choir, all that stuff. And then when I was in high school, I tried starting bands multiple times and people are so fickle in high school. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. they want to be a band that sounds like Paramore one week. So I get called in and then, you know, three weeks later, they're like, but actually we want to sound like Thrice. (laughs) <laughs> and you can't do that. No, no, I can't. So, oh no. Um, one of the most, um, I don't know if it was an, a condescending or like a friend trying to be truthful kind of thing. Um, the drummer of a band I was in in high school never made it out of the basement, by the way. Oh he no. Sent me, he sat me down and he was like, Your voice is just so soft. Maybe oh. you should just do acoustic. Oh stuff. no. And I was like, what that's so lame I want to I want to be in a pop punk band like I don't want to I don't want to sit with a guitar like like not that I love acoustic now because it's it's really pretty and I come to appreciate it but at the time I was like no I want to rock out I want to I want to party with the the boys and 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 everybody else and I want to be on a stage and I want I want to feel powerful I don't want to just be you know uh, I don't want to just to just be me and a guitar I want like a whole like group of us as you should that's so fun yeah energetic and like and to be fair like you can do it like your music is amazing you have the voice for it so you just had to develop it you know like you were probably just a little soft spoken at the time and you've really like grown into yourself which is so important you know I think confidence is a huge thing and I also was lucky when I moved to Austin I worked with a really great vocal coach who Help me like unlock some of those things that help you just get the most out of your voice. Like, you know, when you're younger, you're unpracticed. I was used to singing in a choir. So of course, like I'm doing stuff in my head voice and not belting mm-hmm. the right way. I didn't know how to mix. And I working with a really great coach helped me. And then it was like once I I got to that point, I was like, oh, well, it's like any other month to exercise it and do this more often and it becomes easier like my voice sounds the best when we're training and doing um when we're practicing for our paramore tribute sets because Mm. i'm constantly like belting for like you know 40 to 45 minutes to an hour and then i notice that 
when we go back to our songs, it's like smooth sailing because I've been doing Paramore songs for the last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah, so. and that's not easy. Like she is an incredible singer. So yeah, you you got to really belt it out for those. So the, the bar is high. Like yeah, it's, it's like through the roof. Absolutely. Oh my god. Well, that's so cool. I I love that music has just kind of been a part of your life like forever. It seems like that's so cool. Do you yeah. play any other instruments or anything besides like just guitar? I'm actually really terrible at guitar. Oh <laughs> <You> no. <laughs> I. I asked my dad for I asked guitar for Christmas when I was like 12 and, you know, played it a little bit. I was also playing like the flute and band at school. And then <laughs> my mom got me guitar lessons and I ended up using them as more of like a hangout session with the guitar teacher. Like we, you know, I'd learn a few power chords here and there, but nothing really substantial. And I think to this day, I, my best songs or like a couple things that I can play like old fall boy stuff like very simple yeah. like octaves and now everybody plays in like different tunings like back when I was yeah. learning I feel like I only ever learned anything in standard tuning like the guys in my band they're playing like open tunings or drop C sharp or other other like open tunings and stuff yeah. that I don't really understand and I don't know how to move my fingers so I'm like yeah. I'll occasionally pick up like there's an acoustic guitar right here I'll pick it up and be like okay, I remember A minor, I remember E minor, I remember D and G, and it doesn't sound right because this guitar is not in the right tuning. <laughs> and I, I I completely understand. I always felt like I, I, I wanted to play guitar from a young age, and I just got so frustrated. Like, I, I don't know, I, it, like, hurt my fingers. I couldn't do it, but, like, I played saxophone for, like, 12 years, and that was a thing I did for a long time, but, like, the guitar was one that was always hard for me. So like, I feel you. <laughs> and I, I feel so like silly because I'm always like, oh my God, I feel like everybody is like, oh, well you write, so you must play guitar. And it's like, no, I, <laughs> um, I, I sing it for other people and they help me kind of figure out what's going on. I plug stuff up on the piano, you know, like I can read a chart and like be like, mm -hmm. okay, I can figure out the melody. Okay, so I'm in this key. So then these chords could work. But I kind of end up just leaving it up when I'm in a writing session. I, I leave it up to, you know, the guys I'm working with. Um, so my band and they kind of work around, you know, we write currently we're writing melody first. So the worst thing is like I will write a song and then we'll try to like put it down to like a metronome. And then they're like, Betty, that is not a that is not a time signature like what <laughs> what even is this so I'm like I'm trying to get better at like being like okay this is okay as I'm like writing it and like singing it I'll like voice memo and then I'll kind of like try and like make it like into segments but there's been times where like I had this like weird like little like funky thing going on and none of us could figure out what the time signature was so they were like okay you have to like slide it into some sort of box like yeah for now for what we're doing pick a box and slide it in there. And oh so that's, God. that's been kind of, you know, when you're just writing in a vacuum, which is what I essentially do, because I don't pick up a guitar and strum chords to it. I'm just like, okay, this sounds right. Let me piano. Okay. All right. This seems, okay. It does fit in this key at least. Yeah. But from there, from there, I'll let you guys take it. This and is I'll go back to doing the rest of the band, the business side of things, which is mostly what I do outside of singing and performing. Okay, cool. This is actually so interesting because like as a person who doesn't like write music, I always wonder like how the songwriting process actually looks, you know, especially like because I also learned that like Taylor Acorn like doesn't 
really read music or anything either and she's so amazing she just like sings the song she's got people with her and like they help her write and I'm like I it's so fascinating to me like learning that people who like sing don't actually like read music it's so it's so crazy to me I mean I used to inquire but reading music inquires like a totally different thing like you have a conductor who's like cueing you which is one thing and then as you're it's it's almost like you you become a hive mind that's yeah. really weird but like <laughs> you find your bass note so like a or whatever it is like they have the little harmonica thingy they blow the note you find your bass and then from there you read the music on the page mm-hmm. like that was sight singing was always like that was at least easier for me than like the worst part was doing auditions for like the chamber choirs and they had a test where you had to hear what they were singing and then sing it back. That is so hard to me. I've gotten so much better at it, but Holy cow. But yeah, as a, as a vocalist, the music's all in your head. And I think if, if I have never talked to Taylor Acorn, that would be incredible. (laughs) You have. Yes. She's, she's amazing. I'll get you guys in contact. Oh my God, I would die. She liked one of my comments on TikTok the other day and I literally like screenshot and sent it to the band. And I was like, ah, okay, As you she recognized I exist. She's so great. Um, but I wonder if she's like the same thing like me where like you hear the melody and you hear everything like arranged around it, but because you don't play an instrument, you're sitting there trying to describe what's in your head to yeah. somebody else and they either get it which is like that if if that person can understand your weird language of trying to express it that person is gold don't work with anybody else like just work with that, <laughs> those people because that is such a rare occurrence or you sit there and like struggle to get it out and somebody like kind of does something <laughs> and you're like okay not entirely what i pictured but let's go with that let's just yeah. let's just run with that because at least it's something and you'll you you can't crawl in my brain and hear it so that's that's so interesting. I absolutely love these types of conversations so much because I feel like this is so valuable to like fans, especially. They're always like, how did they write this? How did this happen? And I feel like it's not as like, you know, like set in stone. It's not as as hard of a process like as people would like assume it is, if that makes sense. No. Like it, it's it's very like free form, you know what I mean? It's like it's oh, like absolutely. Yeah. All art really is. I mean, just because I didn't play the guitar that ended up going along with it doesn't make to me the words or the melody or the emotion any less valid. And I think that was something I had to get over in my head because I always thought to myself that people will never take me seriously. Don't let people know you don't play an instrument. And I'm not necessarily proud that I don't play an instrument, but (laughs) my time right now is better spent on the other things that keep this band going. I've got guys, my guys can play guitar along what I'm singing and writing. They right. don't, they are better at that. So it's better to leave them to that. They can't do all of the other crap that I'm constantly doing. The communications, the constant like booking or like reaching out to other bands and making those connections, like routing the entire tour because who else <laughs> is going to look up where all the Planet Fitnesses are near the venues <laughs> and figure out the best route and figure oh out the timing. God. Like I am... I am such a disorganized person, but I try my very hardest to be organized because somebody's got to keep it together and somebody's got to be the band mom. And that is what my role ends up being. I keep track of the schedule. I'm also 
terribly forgetful. And like, I have four different places where I keep all of our upcoming shows. And right now we're working with a fill-in drummer. And like every day, like since we've like contacted him to like get him like on board to like, okay, which shows can you do? I've been like, oh wait, there was another one. But it wasn't until March. So it was kind of like, you know, I was, you know, not yeah. quite thinking about it yet. I was thinking about January and February, but oh yeah, there was this show. Oh, and we just got offered this show. And okay, so if he can't make these, who's our other fill-in drummer? Like, who else can we contact? Like, my brain is all about the business organizational side of things, the logistics. I yes. I am the 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 front woman and the 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 and the businesswoman. And the businesswoman. Yeah. So this but is to be fair, like all parts of this are important, you know, like you have to like be a marketer you have to like build the business build the brand and like and I I think a lot of people just assume the lead singer is the one that like writes everything but like you could write the lyrics but like honestly the reason you're a band is because you all bring things to the table right so if they're bringing the music side of it you're bringing the lyrics part of it and then also the marketing the business like that's what makes like a true team you know what I mean so like I mm -hmm would absolutely not discredit yourself for any any of that like you're doing amazing just the way you are and like thank this you is, yeah this is it's a hard job to do like like I'm assuming you're an independent band right so you got you just book everything yourself we are yeah we are on a small label but everything is very DIY so like they provide funding um and you know they'll make the connections if we want to for example we worked with Alan Day um up at Ghost Hit Recordings earlier this year so we went up and did three songs with him they reached out and made that connection through his manager booked everything they paid for us to go and do that but as far as like planning our music videos they give me a deadline yeah. They started giving me deadlines because I was like, <laughs> I need deadlines. I need a hard cutoff date or I won't have to be able to like figure out how to schedule everything. Yeah. So they, they will provide funding for things like that. They'll pay for us to go record um, and help with those kinds of things. But we don't have a booking agent. I think people think that like once you're on a label, there's somebody else to handle everything. And that's really not true at all. Like the yeah. label does what they do, but a good a band that is in a good place to go far has also a manager. We mm -hmm. um, did pick up a manager back in September. Uh, he mm -hmm. is lovely. His team is amazing. They're very helpful with mm -hmm. all of the social media stuff as well, um, guiding me in the right direction. And then we are currently without a booking agent. We are very openly looking for one. I'll say that. we. It's so much easier when you have an agent that can pair you with other artists, especially mm -hmm. if you're you know, if you're DIY, if you're moving around the country and you're trying to put it together, you know, even a week long tour, you might not know a band in every city you're trying to visit, but you know, you have fans mm -hmm. there. So mm -hmm. if you have an agent, they're usually good about making the connections. They know the venues, they know the promoters, they know the other bands in town that you can hook up with. And a lot of times they'll pair you with another artist and you can go out on tour together. So it's more of a package. A package yeah. is easier to sell to, you know, eight different venues over the course of a week than it is for one band to have a different lineup every night. It just makes yeah. it more difficult because then you have to find three to four bands in every city rather than just maybe like one or two other bands. Yeah, that's so crazy. I love hearing like literally all the different sides of this. Like 
I, yeah, I've, I've done so many interviews and I feel like this is the first one where I'm really like digging so deep behind the scenes. Like this is this is so crazy. You're giving me so much knowledge. That I feel like I've <laughs> always wondered and I'm sure like the listeners will absolutely love hearing about this, too. And guys, they're looking for a booking agent. So if you're in Milwaukee, shout out, hit them up. Go we want to be on the road. <laughs> we want to be on the road. We know that. We, I mean, we have people that ask us to come to Colorado, California, to Virginia, to Florida. Like, I would love to make that happen. It is yeah. so much easier if I can talk to a booking agent and be like, hey, we have these dates available. What can you book for us? It's just it would it would take a lot off of my plate because right now I like literally have a spreadsheet of contacts that I'm like culling from like past like Instagram DMs and stuff because I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this year we are going out on the road. We're gonna do it. We're gonna yeah. have a few weekenders. We're gonna hook up with other bands that we want to play with that hopefully want to play with us. Yeah. We're gonna make it happen. But well, that would take a lot of weight off of my shoulders, <laughs> and then I could focus on the more important things like continuing to make connections with fans writing more music and getting back into the studio for demos and tracking. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not a booking agent, but I know a lot of bands around the country. So if you ever need, need bands to tour with, like I can send a few names your way. Like I, I know plenty of people that are so down to even just get like a girl group going like a girl tour like an all-woman tour like that would be I've been dreaming of that amazing right I've been dreaming of that I'm dreaming of it like it'll it would be so sick it would be amazing because I think one of the things that does get really lonely about being on the road not that I don't love my guys um (laughs) we do have a hygiene standard in our band um (laughs) people are really surprised to know how clean we keep everything because I I will not put up with stinky. I can't do it. I don't want to. I, we shower every day. We like planet fitness is the best thing that has ever happened to small (laughs) bands because for $20 a month, you can go to a gym. You can, you don't even have to work out if you don't want to. We sometimes just use them as like a dressing room and shower. Mm -hmm. And the staff is usually pretty cool about it. Um, you know, or if you just want to go in and get a hydro massage or whatever, like go do that. So for 20 bucks a month, you can hit a different Planet Fitness every single day. They have Wi-Fi. If all you want to do is walk on a treadmill and watch TV to kill time, do it. And <laughs> it helps you stay clean. Like, it is so nice to be able to wash my hair whenever I really want to on mm-hmm. tour. And all the guys know, like, we keep extra, like, baby wipes everywhere. We have Febreze everywhere. We've got all the air freshener kind of things. Like, I, I remember maybe this is what traumatized me into being that way, but there was a <laughs> band on tour uh, we played with at a place called Beerland in Austin. And this, this girl in this like three piece band, she just looked miserable. She just looked like she was like dying to like let her hair down because it had been in a ponytail or up in like a bun for a few days. Yeah. And like everybody knows if you haven't washed your hair for a while and it's been up in like a bun like that, like it, it, it hurts. Like it is yeah. not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so bad. And like, I just feel like another woman on a tour package, they know how much harder it is to stay clean on tour. It just yeah. is like every yeah. time you have to stop for the bathroom, it's a little bit different than the guys where the world is their oyster when it comes right. to that. There have <laughs> oh been some God. there have been some some mildly treacherous situations like 
I'm always terrified of like, you know, like out in the desert at night, like you just pull off to the side of the road and you go because that's all you can do. But you're always like, oh my God, what if there's a rattlesnake and it bites my ass? Or like when it's super cold out and you're just like, oh God, like leaning (laughs) against the bus, like, oh God, please, please, let me me do this quick. Oh my God. I I love the Planet Fitness idea though, because like I, that's something I never would have thought of, to be honest. Like, and like I have a Planet Fitness membership and I I don't think I would have thought of that. Like you're really just like hitting us with all of the like behind the scenes, like pro tips, like (laughs) Everyone listening, if you don't have a Planet Fitness membership and you tour, now you got to do it. Now, now is your time. Like, <laughs> I am, I'm an open book. I have learned so much over the years, and just like the things, like another thing too, like for anybody who does makeup or hair, like guys or girls, whatever, get a an LED battery operated vanity. They're like, yeah. they, they look like a little like picture window, and yeah. then you have the lights. That thing saved me so many times when it's like you have a long drive, but you don't necessarily like, you know, you stopped at Planet Fitness, but the closest one was an hour away. You want to make sure your makeup's touched up. Maybe you didn't want to straighten your hair until you got to the venue. And then you go to the venue and the bathroom has no mirror. Why is that a thing? I guess they're afraid (laughs) of people like breaking them and cutting people. Maybe Um, (laughs) something like that. Um, Or it's just dark and dingy and you're like, well, I can't tell where my eyeliner ends and where the rest (laughs) of my face is. So (laughs) not happening here. So that thing has saved me. I just, I have so many tips. Like girls, if you are about to tour, hit me up. I will tell you everything that I know so that you can feel like your gorgeous goddess self when you go on stage and you don't have to feel like, oh, I just want to hide because you should feel confident and hot when you're going on stage you absolutely should I absolutely love the energy this is so amazing and yeah I this podcast literally like focuses on like hyping up women in music especially so like I love that you're just giving all the tips that's so amazing um I guess I want to go off of that a little bit and so as much as we love being badass women and like like you know making moves in the scene I'm wondering like what has your experience been like as as a woman in the scene? Have you had any like unfortunate circumstances, any like weird like comments or like what has just kind of been like your experience? I feel like it must have gotten better than it probably was way back in the day. But <laughs> we went on a month long tour in October 2022. And that was, I think, one of the first times that I experienced as much as I did of people just assuming that I wasn't part of the band. Or yeah. that I was just there, somebody's girlfriend or the merch girl. There was a yeah. uh, second night of tour. I remember being at this, uh, it was such a weird venue. It was like a basement in a wedding venue. Like Whoa. it was, and like everyone sat in like fancy chairs that were like painted gold with like velvet cushions. It was super weird. <laughs> and the guy, you know, walked up and I had been setting up the merch table because that's one of the things that I can do while the guys carry all the really heavy shit downstairs. Right. I was setting up. And I saw that he was introducing himself. So I went over and like stood next to my bandmates. And as he made his rounds and mm-hmm. shook their hand, introduced himself, got their names, he turned to me and then turned back away. No. I was like, I was like, um, I, I, I like, you're like, I'm, I'm kind of the, the, and, the lead. <laughs> well, the guys didn't even clock it. Like to the, to the dudes, they like, I was like, um, okay. Not to be like that person, but 
did anybody else just see that guy totally snub me? Like I didn't matter. No. Even even if I wasn't the singer in the band or even if I wasn't part of the band, who just ignores somebody who's standing right. there? Like it, right. it, the most, even the most like basic politeness would have been mm-hmm. to say, oh, and are you with them? Yeah. Oh, and then of course I would be like, oh yeah, I'm the vocalist. And they would be like, oh great. And then we could have started talking about stuff that's important. Like what's my mic setup? Do I have in-ears? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. What do I like on my voice for effects but no dude right. just like turned and then so later <laughs> when we did our sound check of course I got up on stage and then it kind of clicked with him and he was like oh oh, oh no dude. yeah yeah Maybe and he like don't be a douche like <laughs> and it was, he was an older guy so I also yeah. think maybe it just even it didn't even register with him most yeah. of the time when we're at a venue where the where people are like I would say like early 40s or younger Mm-hmm. they don't want to make the assumption that I'm not part of the band. So they right. always go out of their way to introduce themselves. Um, and bartenders are usually pretty good about it too. Um, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, there was one other incident. Um, and this had, I don't know if it had anything to do with my gender or not, but the tour manager for the headliner, I don't, I don't know what was going on. This guy was like, mean just mean the whole tour to us I guess oh, that's no. his job maybe it was like because the artists were telling him to be that way but this guy was like I guess the first thing he said to one of our one of our other bandmates was like you guys have too much merch like okay like we were told to stock <laughs> up because all these shows were going to do super well and that's how we were going to make money because we were getting uh-huh. paid like nothing to be on this tour and we mm-hmm. had like bought on by the way buy-ons are incredibly common don't let people fool you a lot of things, a lot of times bands buy onto tours. Like we did it that one time. And so, so when you say that, you mean like you paid to be a part of a tour? Like, like they didn't ask you or. So they, we pitched to be on this tour. Our label had a tour budget, tour support budget set aside for us. Now we could do anything we wanted with that money. It could be like, Hey, you guys are going on tour. You have this bucket of money. Do you mm-hmm. want to spend like $500 on ads to advertise your shows or what? Well, we pitched for this tour and mm-hmm. I guess we offered that full budget as money for these artists. Like, or like as like, here's your tour support so we could put this towards ads, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I know for a fact that the, the money that went to the buy-on, a thousand of it went to advertising and mm-hmm. marketing mm-hmm. and the other rest of it went directly into the headliner's pocket great that's That's super cool (laughs) it is it and it was one of those things where it was like we were like asking the label like hey is this a smart idea is this the right move and they were like well it's a full u.s tour you guys are going to meet a lot of new fans you know it could be really beneficial for you and we were like okay so we took the shot Mm -hmm. um i would say in hindsight I I appreciate all of the people that we met. I appreciate every fan that we made. I love playing and performing, so I'm never going to regret any of that. I think yeah. it was just one of those things where we got misled a little bit and they yeah. would have never chosen us to open for them had their other person who was booked dropped out in the last second. We get pulled in and mm-hmm. what sweetened the deal was the money our label was willing to give them. Right. And that's so, just being honest. Like this is a real thing that really happened. And that yeah. tour manager was rude as fuck the entire <laughs> tour. And one night he like, he was super like pissy about stuff and make, maybe we didn't know, I guess we were like the headliner was like 
a big deal. And like, I thought he was a nice guy. He was very talented, but he like barely talked to us. And then in Seattle, there was cones marking an area in front of the venue. We got there early. And so we pulled into the spot we were going to unload. And then, you know, if we needed to move, we could move. Mm-hmm. As we're sitting there trying to figure out like, oh, there's the doors not open to the venue. Like, uh, what are we like? What should we be doing? Like, whatever. He walks up and starts screaming at us, screaming at us. You no guys way. can't park here. This is for us. You need to you need to go park for us. It's pouring rain. We have a ton of gear because we're a full band and the opener was acoustic. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, OK, well, can we just like load in and then we'll move? And he just like fucking screamed at us. So we we just like pulled away pulled around parked like you know not even like 200 feet back they could have totally parked there let us load in and then whatever yeah we pulled back around park he comes over and starts screaming but as i see him walking up i pull my phone out and i start recording because i'm like fuck this guy Mm -hmm. i'm sending this to the label i'm sending this to everybody i know like this guy sucks yeah he sees me recording on my phone and he's like are you fucking recording me and i was like no and he's like are you fucking recording me? It starts screaming more. And then, so I was like, yeah, actually. Oh no. And then he like, he just like walks away and I sent it to our A&R guy at our label. And I was like, Kevin, this guy sucks. I've told you about him. He just has the worst. And like, there's no reason. Like, why can't you just be fucking nice? We didn't know. Like, just be like, Hey guys, we really need this spot. Can you guys please pull around? There's a spot of it. Like, why do you have to scream? Why do you have to yell? Like, it's just not necessary. And, well, like, I, I still can't get over the audacity of him being, like, you brought too much merch. As if that's not literally the way that you guys are making money on this tour. Night, every like, night, he he made us wait until they set up and took as much space as they could or wanted to or whatever. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, One night, well, here, I'll finish the story about Seattle first. <laughs> we go back into the venue. We end up loading in, whatever. I go into the make into like the bathroom. I'm doing my makeup and I'm like, you know, midnights had just come out and I was like listening to um vigilante shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, I am on fire tonight. I'm gonna show I'm gonna perform my fucking heart out tonight because that guy like just like <laughs> lit me up. <laughs> and he comes and apologizes to my bandmates because it turns out that the the two headliners or whatever. When he went in and told them that he was yell- that he yelled at me or whatever, they were like, you yelled at her? You yelled at the only girl on this tour. Are you stupid? Oh, Are you fucking dumb? Oh, my dumb? God. So he comes with his tail between his legs and apologizes to me. And I know it's bullshit. I know he's just trying to, like, smooth things over. And he was right. super nice. And he was like, this is the first night I'll tour. We, the rest of the artists on the, the two other artists on the package were sober or didn't drink or whatever. This is the first night on the tour that he was like, hey, here's our drink tickets because we're not going to use them. Or like, hey, did you guys want any of like the catering? Or like, do you guys, are you guys good? Like, do you need the green room? There were nights that there there was a green room. Mm-hmm. And remind you, we like, we're not the headliners. I get it. But there, there were nights where like, they were like, there's no green room. And then no a security guy would like walk me over and be like, oh, why are you doing your makeup at the merch table? There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a green room right here. And you're like, well, they told us there wasn't one. Right. So I like, assume there wasn't one. <laughs> like, nobody owes me anything. I get that. But I also just feel like it's a basic, like, I would never, like, shut people out of a green room. Like, it'd be like, right. hey, come on in. Like, unless I'm literally changing, like, 
come on in, man. Like this is, this is for everybody. Like we, yeah. when you go on tour with bands, it shouldn't feel like a, like a competition. Right. Like, like the point Ugh. of going on tours is to promote each other and lift each other up. Like, especially if you're the headline and you're bringing on other artists, you should be trying to hype them up and like help them get new fans. Like it should become like, like a friendship. Like I, I, right. I understand that it doesn't always end up that way. And that's not always the way it is, but like, I don't know. I, at least from an outside like fan perspective, it always like I feel like it brings people a lot of joy to know that like the people that are touring together are like having fun together and that they're actually like creating bonds and like maybe they'll have like songs together in the future or they'll tour again in the future. Like it's just it's a really cool like fan thing from the outside. And that's the way yeah. it, I feel like it should be. And like I don't know, and especially for if you're a small band and maybe you like really look up to the headline, like that would be really shitty to like find out that they're actually like not as cool as you thought they were I don't know like, right and one of the things I have learned in the past like or learned about like tour managers is a lot of times they're just doing what the artist is asking them to so they they're the bad guy like managers their job is to be the bad guy so that the artist can maintain some level of you know like persona or like keep everything like cool and chill so the manager gets to play bad guy on both sides and then yeah. the artist gets to maintain like oh, well, it was my manager, but I'm great and you still love me. So I have no idea whether it was coming from the artist or if the tour manager just had a bug up his butt about something. But yeah. all tour, he was super mean and then did not, he was nice to us for the last like four days of the tour because that's when that incident happened. Yikes. And I know it was because of that. And like, I think, I mean, maybe he feels bad. Maybe, maybe he realized he took it too far, but there's just nothing that kept him from being at least civil the rest of the tour before that mm -hmm. and it just felt it just felt so shitty like it just sucked we were just like wow they like do they like hate us why are we yeah. on tour with them if they like hate us why did they even like obviously they just wanted our money is what it totally felt like yeah and, and that's, that's so shit like you don't deserve no one deserves to to be treated that way like like I said, it should be like, it should feel like a friendship or like at least a collaboration. It shouldn't even feel, it shouldn't feel like that. So yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry that happened to you. That's it's terrible. Okay. But I guess I should feel okay that he was like mean to other bands that we played with too. Like we did a joint show in Anaheim mm -hmm. and the opener for the other tour package that we merged together, it was like Makeout 408 and Morning in May. Um, mm -hmm. They emerged with our tour package in Anaheim at Chain Reaction. Cool. Maybe I'm giving too many clues now. But the tour manager for our headliner made this poor band, Morning in May, more made them move their merch four times because they got there first and they were setting up. And he was like, no, this is going to our artist. You need to move. And then oh, he just, and then, and then the like venue manager or whatever was like, oh, well, you can set up here. And then the tour manager was like, actually, we like that spot better. So you need to move your stuff again. What the hell? <laughs> and then Damn. told them a different time to move their stuff too. So like, I I felt really bad because I was like, like you could see it on the guy's face. Like every time he got asked to move, he's like, Are you seriously, like I just moved. Like can like really? Yeah. Like fucking really? And he did it because this guy wow. like came in and was like, you need to move your merch. The best spot goes to my artist. Is this literally the same guy you've been talking about this whole time? Oh yeah. Yes, oh my god this is the god. same, guy. This oh is the same guy and i was telling somebody <laughs> earlier on a different post like i commented and i was like oh i keep receipts i will remember this guy for the rest of my life and i will remember 
anytime his name comes up in conversation, I will tell everybody exactly my experience with him. Like, wow, this we, is a we real will person. Talk about this off the record because <laughs> I have more questions that probably don't need to be said on a on a podcast. But and like, he, is, wow. he is welcome to come apologize and tell me what the real deal was <laughs> because to this day I don't know. I don't know if he just hated me, hated my band, hated that. Maybe he was upset that the tour wasn't doing well. Maybe he wasn't getting paid. Maybe he was crabby because he drove their minivan the entire tour. <laughs> and like, I mean, that could be. <laughs> but that's not my fault. You took no. that gig, my friend. Like, yeah. you took yeah. that gig. And mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't do that to you. I didn't make you drive that minivan. I, I don't know, man. He, I, he reached out to us and texted us like, a few months ago and I was like why is he texting us like why why now You're like you didn't do anything for us sir like you offered us like some some extra perks after you already like made us feel bad like the yeah. fuck I think like, I still have the video too I wonder if I kept it that's amazing I hope I did I really <laughs> I hope I did I'm gonna go it. back and dig if I kept it. like just just for funsies, you know, just because like, you know, what maybe it'll come in handy someday. Oh, my God. <laughs> you never. I mean, you never know. I feel like we live in a world right now that loves to expose people for their shitty behavior. So you never know. You, yeah. It could come in handy one day. And I can be a brat. I, I know that sometimes I can be pissy and have a bad mood, but I always try to do my best to like say, hey, I am so sorry that if I came off, I was just, you know, like this happened with another band that we opened for um we were opening we were locals but we're not like nothing here like we do have a fan base here like Mm -hmm. we play at this venue all the time came in and this band was mad that we came in at the time on the load in the sheet that said hey load in Mm -hmm. like this is load in time so we came we left work early came to bring our stuff and it we were just in the way I guess and so we like Mm -hmm. waited and then we brought our stuff in same thing, whoever, some guy from one of the bands, I actually asked, I was like, oh, are you the tour manager? Because I was like having PTSD. And he was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. Then I guess I, I okay, whatever. Right. You seem like you're in charge. And he said, um, he was like, don't set up until the rest of the band's set up. We might not have space for your merch. And I was like, oh, okay. And then oh literally <laughs> the booking guy, the booking, the promoter for the venue was like standing behind him and just like rolled his eyes and he was like don't worry we got you we'll put you somewhere else it's fine and I was like okay and then we just stood there and then they kept like having us like move our gear because it was not where they wanted it to be or something and so then we were finally like okay we're just gonna leave we're gonna go home our shit's here Mm -hmm. I guess we're gonna leave it by this wall if it's in the way you can move it Mm -hmm. we're gonna go home and get ready and I was fired up and then we came back and I was like okay well, I don't want to be on a bad foot with these guys. Maybe they're just crabby. It's cold here. Um, whatever. <laughs> so I ended up talking to the guy and I was like, hey, I hope I didn't come off rude. I just, we just, you know, we we were doing what the venue told us to do. And mm-hmm. we come here all the time. We play here all the time. We know how they like it. So we were just trying mm-hmm. to make shit easy for them because they could shut down the show if they want to. Exactly. And he, was, he apologized. He was like, yeah, sorry. It's just been a long day, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, we're good, man. It's cool. But just like I love that. I love that. But yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I I feel like there's just doesn't need to be that level of like aggression, but like I I get it. Tour is exhausting. It's stressful. It can be frustrating at times. Like I, I don't know. I feel like 
tour is made out to be this like super magical thing but i feel like behind the scenes there's <laughs> there's definitely a lot that goes on that that people don't see you know and it's, it's, it's got to be a lot more stressful than what people can imagine especially if yeah. you're an independent band if you know you're only on the tour for a little while and people don't really know you like that's all of those things probably make it more stressful so believe me when i tell you the entire best part of tour is the 30 minutes you're on stage and then maybe the 15 to 20 minutes when you get off the stage probably not for our guys because they have to like do the gear i run a merch and i say hi to people exactly give them hugs and stickers and maybe they buy a shirt or something Mm -hmm. that is the best part of tour so all day long everything else is washed out by the fact that for 30 minutes I get to perform on stage and connect with people and watch them have a good time. Mm-hmm. And so it does, it's, it does make it all worth it in the end. I guess yeah. a lot of people might not understand it or like, like, wow, that sounds so exhausting. You sound like you hate it. No, I don't hate it. I hate when people make it harder than it has to be because it already exactly. is hard. Exactly. But I will never stop performing or playing shows just because some guy made it his mission for an entire month to like, yeah make me cry or something yeah and good and and you shouldn't like that's that's not on you to bear you know what i mean like like that's that's his choice to act that way and that's not your fault i hope he thinks of me sometimes he's like if he's like haunted he's like man maybe i shouldn't have been so shitty to her oh well maybe we'll get a chance to meet in real life and i can be like so what the fuck was the deal because i couldn't tell you i couldn't ask you that when i was like afraid of being kicked off this tour because i didn't want to like disappoint people or like miss out on like playing shows but like at the same time like like were you like did you just quit smoking like did you (laughs) never have enough to eat like i've never seen somebody be so mad consistently all the time yeah that's he so could have came to our bus. We would have given him like snacks. Like we're we love to share snacks. Like exactly. Yeah. There's, just, there's no there's no reason for that. But okay. So still going off of tour a little bit, I guess. So what in your in your mind would be like the most amazing tour lineup that you could be a part of? Like if there were three bands that would be like your dream to go on tour with, who who would it be? Oh my gosh, that is such a loaded question. I know. <laughs> any band living or dead? Any artist living or dead? Oh, hmm. Okay, let's okay. go. Let, let's People do two. Let's do two versions. Let's do one where just bands who are like around now and alive, and then we'll do another one where okay. it could be anyone. I guess my dream lineup would be us, Taylor Swift, Fall Out Boy, and Paramore. Oh my god, that people would pay thousands of dollars for that that's insane oh i would love that that would be like my ultimate i am such a fan of all of them as vocalists and songwriters Mm -hmm. and oh i just can't even imagine how fun that tour would be like they all are incredible live um that would be amazing that would literally be so crazy like that's like top of the top dreams i'm like (laughs) Even though, like, you just named, like, some really huge musicians, I, like, I still don't even think that's out of the realm of possibility. Because, like, I feel like, like, Paramore does like to take smaller artists with them. And, like, Fall Out Boy has done it, too. I don't know much about 
who Taylor Swift brings with her. But like, yeah, yeah, I, I honestly, it's not not that out of like the realm of possibility, in my opinion. Like, I feel like Taylor like did, a, yeah, Taylor did a good job this last tour, uh, the Eras tour, of like bringing smaller artists that like they had a fan base and they had name recognition, but they mm-hmm. weren't as big as they. It, it seemed like she was like, I pick, I picked this person because I admire what they're doing. And even though somebody expects me to bring like Dua Lipa or some yeah. other really big name along, I want to bring like Gracie, A- Gracie Abrams and like mm-hmm. Girl in Red and Muna and Biaba Doobie and, yeah. you know, of course, Paramore. And yeah. like, I but- just thought that was like really cool. And it, it, it was cool that I felt like she picked like women or non-binary artists. Like it was majority women, but I felt yeah. like she was like, you know what? I brought dudes on tour before. I brought Ed Sheeran. I think Sean Mendes has opened for her before. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, let's 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 elevate some of these women that I feel like need some more recognition. People that yeah. I genuinely appreciate and enjoy. Yeah, and I I think that Taylor Swift is absolutely amazing for for so many reasons. Like myself, I don't really listen to her music very much, but just as, like, a person and as a musician, like, she's absolutely incredible, and, like, we need more people with her level of power like her, and, like, she's literally, like, leading the industry and just, like, uplifting other women, uplifting smaller musicians, because, like, yeah, like you said, she could bring anyone, literally anyone she wants on tour with her, and instead of just bringing people who are already famous, she's like, well, why don't I help someone who was what like is who I used to be you know what I mean like she was she used to be in their shoes she used to be like well I want to be this huge star now she is so like she can help other people be like that too which I think is so cool yeah I loved um when so we went to night one of the Eras tour in Glendale so like drove all the way there it was a whole thing um and Paramore opened so it was like night one you know it was Gail and then Paramore Paramore's like the middle opener yeah and then Taylor and hearing Haley speak about Taylor and how they met as teenagers. And now, you know, like they really haven't done a lot together. Like I remember like reading gossip magazines when I was like a kid and being like, Oh my God, they go through shopping together. I like to go through shopping. We could all be besties someday. And <laughs> that's so not, cute. But yeah. They, but that's so cute. <laughs> they obviously admire each other a lot. And Paramore is like a behemoth in their own right. And uh-huh. now to hear, you know, to know that they're going on tour with Taylor in Europe next year, or, oh my God, it's already next year, this year. <laughs> it's already next year. Already Me. This year. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and, and like knowing that, like, she picked a rock band. She's taking a rock band on tour with her. Like, nobody expects that. Nobody expected That's that. Right. They expected her to take, you know, like the 1975 or like maybe like a synthy, like pop band or something like that, or like mm-hmm. another solo pop artist, like Love would have been amazing or, mm-hmm. or, you know, like Halsey or something like I could yeah. see that something like that happening, but to take like your, your teenage, your girlfriend that like has stuck by you through all the crap in the industry for over a decade. And then just to be like, you have not had the chance to shine that you really deserve to. I'm the biggest artist in the world right now. Y'all deserve that stage too. Like yeah. that, that's, that speaks so much to like that power yeah. that women have to uplift each other. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Like I, like I said, I 
I haven't historically listened to a lot of her music just because I'm I'm definitely more of a rock girl and not as much pop. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but like I absolutely admire everything that she does. I think that she's an incredible woman and she's just doing the most with everything she has and it's it's just amazing. So yeah. anyway, I think <laughs> I love that you chose her. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I she writes yeah. some she writes some songs where I'm like yeah, you know, I would have thrown those lyrics out, but somehow it works and I love it and I will scream it at the top of my lungs regardless. But I also think she she is such a she has such a vast catalog and she doesn't shy away from anything that she's like, but this is what I was feeling. So I lean into that and I'm okay with that. And if somebody else has a problem with it, then just don't listen to it. But obviously billions of people are. And I love that you can tell that she is a total dork. Like yes. in real life, she is obviously like super sexy, hot, like, you know, very fashionable and whatever. But you get these little, little tastes of her from like different interviews where you're like, oh no, oh no, she's a weirdo. She <laughs> definitely sings to her cats. She yeah. definitely like probably like dances around in her bathroom, like, like singing in weird, stupid voices just because she can. And she like, she like makes faces out of bologna and stops it on her face too and sticks her tongue out. Like she <laughs> she definitely strikes me as like that girl. But you don't know because all you see is her being statuesque and gorgeous on the, you know, exactly. like the TV. Exactly. But I, I see little glimpses where I'm like, no, she it's like no, there's she, a real person she's, under she's there. She's one of us too. She's she's one yes, of us. She's amazing, <laughs> but she's still one of us. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay, now. We'll do the same thing, but your lineup consists of people dead or alive. Okay. I feel like I might have thrown you off with that because I was more thinking of like bands who are disbanded. Oh, okay. I guess I, I don't know why you I can, said dead. You can go, I mean, like, you can dead go that like way too. Okay. Like, you can do it that way too. I mean, music, they've yeah. disappeared. Um, yeah. Well, Hit the Lights isn't gone. Like they've definitely like kind of been like low key though. Um, we work with Nick anyways as like a, a collaborator and co-writer. So I do get to see plenty of him, but I would have loved like to play a show with them and oh. just like geek out and be like the total dork that like I am <laughs> with them because Nick's music has meant so much to me from like as a teenager on, like just yeah. meant so, so, so much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god I had somebody pictured in my head uh, I feel like most of mine are just like artists that don't really like they just don't really make music anymore like they're that, kind of like fine. lost the ages yeah um, and a, a lot of them recently reunited like, oh, like like yellow card or like mm-hmm. or like Michelle Branch like she yeah. kind of retired a little bit or like, I yeah I don't know but yeah I think I feel like I, I definitely like with Taylor, Paramore, and Fall Out Boy, I couldn't get any better. But <laughs> I like if Hit the Lights was still active and touring, I know that it's like a lot when bands get like grown up, like they would have been like my ultimate at some point to be like, I love that. Like, just wanted to hop up on stage and like scream, drop the girl. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Dive. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Two more. Two more. Oh, goodness. Um, well, Shania Twain came back. Yeah. Shania Twain came back. I yeah. loved her music as a kid. Like, grew up listening. That would be a really weird lineup. Um, <laughs> That's okay. This is your dream lineup. It doesn't have to make sense, necessarily. It's like, who do you want to tour with? Whatever. <laughs> now, oh, my God. I'm struggling for the last one because I feel like so many bands have gotten back together. Um, 
I was a pretty big fan of Hidden in Plain View for a while. Okay. Okay. Cool. I I, I honestly don't really I don't know like two of those bands you just said. I know Shania Twain, but I was like I honestly don't know the other two. You have to check out Hit the Lights. Hit the Lights okay. was like. So they were one of the bands that kind of came from like, I feel like a much heavier background at some point, but then they kind of switched into making pop punk. And I still feel like a lot of their stuff kind of like leans into almost easy core, but they were signed to like a metal label. I feel like at one point, I can't remember if it was Ooh. Tooth and Nail or like Triple Crown, um, but there okay. were these bands that came out of like, like Ohio and like towards New Jersey, there were these bands, like there was this band called Crash Romeo that like I saw on Warp Tour one year and I remember that Hit the Lights EP and Crash Romeo's EP came out at like the same time and mm-hmm. I was dating a guy who just like loved both of these bands like they were like his <laughs> ultimate absolute favorite bands of all time and just like geeking out with him over these bands and then getting to see them on teeny tiny stages at Warp Tour and oh like my I was god like, I was like y'all are insane how do you not know how good this band is and then I think <laughs> they broke up after like an album no that's the worst i i hate like getting into a band or an artist and then they're literally only like making music for like a couple years and then they're gone and i'm like no you're breaking my heart like oh no i forgot i'm okay i changed my answer forever the sickest kids yes oh my god i would swap hidden in plain view for forever the sickest kids oh my god okay yes i do know them they're awesome (laughs) yeah they were so goofy and so much fun and I just whatever happened to neon pop punk right neon pop punk is amazing um if you don't know um the band Lulitz Leah she's from yeah yes she's doing like like trying to resurrect like neon pop punk so man so like I think you would like some of her stuff if you if you haven't like dove too much into her so she's she's awesome her and her band are awesome I think I started following her a little while ago because she came up on my feed on TikTok and I was like, oh, this is tight. I love yes, this. this is yes. Great. Yeah. So if you're looking for like the the resurrection of neon pop punk, she's definitely someone I would recommend to you. She's cool. So all right. Now we just gotta get Crabcore back and it'll just be like a whole circle <laughs> of all the so crazy funny. things that we did. <laughs> like that like people will never understand. And they're like, but wait what like You're like what is like, that about you just had to be there man you just right. had to be there like, like my first tattoo on uh, my first tattoo was an attack attack lyric oh you know that band um like, and it's I, just, think, I think maybe i do yeah it's just the truth will set you free um <laughs> and so like i've had a few people comment on it and they're like oh oh is that your favorite song and i was like no yes, from the oh, book no. of stick stickly <laughs> no <laughs> like that's uh, horrible like, it's, it's a song i mean yes it's my favorite song how do i get yes this it's my favorite <laughs> oh no i feel okay so i i have lyrics on my arm written out by austin knight from water parks and it says if you need me i'm here now and i've had at least three people ask me who it's for like assuming it's like a dead grandparent or something and i have to be like no it's for a band and i just i don't know it just feels very like i'm i feel humbled in that moment i'm like god damn it like I, i'm sorry I, I i love music i love bands i don't know what you want from me <laughs> like, all of all of my tattoos i feel like are like lyrics or words or like phrases um yeah. and I, I finally i have like a big back piece that's like the only 
you know, I've gotten a couple tattoos since where I was like, oh, I should start putting pictures on my body because otherwise <laughs> my entire body is going to become a book and right. people are going to be like, what does any of this mean? And I'm and like, what does like, it have to mean? It doesn't have to mean anything. It's my body. I put what I want on it. It's fine. Right. I have a Fall Out Boy <laughs> tattoo as well. Um, it says, you are what you love, not who loves you. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I, I forget like it I sometimes. It. And then I'll see it in the mirror and I'm like, that's right. That's right. Remember yes. who you are. <laughs> yes, I love that. I feel like I need a follow-up boy tattoo. I feel like that would complete me. I don't know. There there are too many good ones though. Like right? too many good lyrics. But that one, I remember sobbing in my car, like listening to Patrick, like, you are what you are, not who loves you. And yes, then Elton John comes in on it. Yes. Ooh. Oh my God. Oh, oh, we didn't beautiful. deserve that. We right? didn't deserve it, but they gave it to us. We're so lucky. What I, a great I still, yeah, I still can't believe that that happened. I'm like, what the hell is Elton John doing on here? But it, I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs> and whenever I try to sing those lows in the shower, I'm like, right? oh. <laughs> we. <laughs> we are not we are not at that point yet in our life yeah. we haven't we haven't developed that young that low voice yet but it is delicious to listen to what a oh mm, mm. two of the best I, vocalists in the entire world i absolutely agree i couldn't agree more okay so we have been rambling on here for like an hour now which is insane i feel like the time's gone by so fast so i'm really good at doing that to people i'm so sorry <laughs> no don't be sorry that's what we're here for we're here for good chats good vibes so I'm going to wrap this up here with one more question for you. It's a little bit of, it's a little bit of a thinker, I guess, but we'll see. So All right. what is one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self if you could? Could be music or not music related. Believe in yourself. Simple. Believe in yourself because quit waiting for somebody else to see it in you. They are mm -hmm. not going to give you that confidence. You have to find it in yourself. And the moment you find it, you are going to feel so free, so yeah. free. And all of those years, all of those hours crying and hating who you are because you don't feel like you're enough, you will feel so silly for having wasted them. But believe mm -hmm. in yourself because it has to be you. It cannot be somebody else who you think is going to magically turn a key and unlock a door. It has to be you. Man, I love that. That was Oh, I feel like I needed that. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. <laughs> I, no, no, I'm, I'm serious. You both needed like, it. I, no, I'm serious. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, everyone, well, not everyone, but I feel like a lot of people wait for something to happen to them, but it's, it's like, it, or even if something good happens to them, they're like, oh, I can't believe this happened. But it's like, really, it's, it was probably something you yourself did. You know, it's like, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah, I love yeah. that. And That's I think awesome. women, women, I think especially feel kind of lonely in that because I think there's this perception that like you can't be too confident because then people mm -hmm. think you're full of yourself or vain. It's just a delicate balance. But I just wish I had learned so long ago that like, if I don't believe in myself, how can anybody else believe in me? I need to be yeah. able to explain to them why I'm worth their time why I'm worth them coming out to see my show or hearing my voice or listening to my songs. Like it's it. I, I know that I'm putting something out there that is real. That is everything that I had to put into it. And if it's not mm -hmm. somebody's thing, that is also totally fine. Like yeah. I am not for everybody and everybody else's stuff isn't for me necessarily, yeah. but I believe in what I'm doing. And I believe that, 
the right people will hear it when they need to hear it. I've met so many people, even just recently in expanding like my reach on TikTok because I was terrified of it for so long. <laughs> I have met so many people that I think of them. I think of them every day. I think of how they're doing. Uh, when they comment on my stuff, I'm like excited because I've they've popped up before and now I feel like we have, you know, some sort of like connection at least. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that ever would have happened if I sat around being like, well, someone has to tell me how to do this and be who I am. Like just just be, just, just yeah. be. Yeah. I love that. That's so raw and honest. And I, I think that that will resonate with someone listening to this a lot because it, it's so true. It's like, just, just like quit thinking about what everyone else thinks and just, yeah, just be, just be who you are. You and will people never love please, you for it. You will never <laughs> please everybody. So you might as well please yourself. So exactly. as long as you're happy in what you're doing and you feel good about yourself at the end of the day, or you can at least say like, okay, maybe today wasn't a good day, but I set out and I tried. Yeah. That is better than talking yourself out of trying. Don't ever talk yourself out of trying. Don't ever talk yourself out of shooting that shot. There's a booking agent who I very, very highly admire. She just seems to be incredibly well-grounded and everywhere all at once and making great moves. I remember apologizing to her one time because I like shot my shot for a show and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I, I told mm-hmm. them I'm not plugging you. And she was like, never, ever apologize for shooting your shot. You only get places if you go for it. If you ask, Yeah. never, ever be afraid to ask. That's such good advice. I absolutely love that. And it, yeah, it's so true. I love it. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Betty, for for being here today. And thank you so much for sharing so much knowledge with us about, you know, like behind the scenes of working in music and making music, creating music, just being amazing and being your amazing self. Thank you so much for being here today. It's it's been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you for giving women a platform, especially women who are smaller in the industry, to be able to talk about what they're doing, what they're passionate about and reach a wider audience that is such important work and i thank you for having me on tonight oh thank you that means so much to me and honestly i'm just i'm very glad to make all these different connections in the music industry and just get to know you guys on a a better like more personal level it it really is so cool so yeah thank you so much for being on here today (laughs) yeah if you ever need anything you know where to find me yes absolutely (laughs) Okay, pop punk enthusiasts, that was my interview with Betty of Gold Steps. I hope you guys really enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Betty is such a cool person and such a light in the industry, and I just know they're going to go so far. So make sure you go check them out on Instagram. Their handle is at Gold Steps Music. So make sure you go give them a follow. Listen to all of their latest music. They have a brand new single out with McKinley called The Terminal. Make sure you go check it out. It's amazing. And if you are in Milwaukee or Chicago this weekend, make sure you go check out their performance that they're going to have with McKinley to sing the brand new song. And our friends definitely maybe will be there as well. So there's a ton of amazing pop punk promo vibes happening in Milwaukee and Chicago this weekend. Make sure you check it out. It's going to be amazing. 
Thank you so much for tuning in this week and sticking along with us for this little bit of a lengthy episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. We had a ton of amazing new releases to announce today and our interview with Gold Steps was literally so amazing. I hope you guys go check them out and love them as much as we do here at Pop Punk Promo. If you're interested in listening to the previous episodes we have done and all of our other interviews, make sure you visit poppunkpromo.com for the full collection of all of our interviews we have done and you can see all of our previous featured artists. If you are an artist that would love to be featured on Pop Punk Promo, please also visit poppunkpromo.com, scroll to the bottom of the main page and fill out our Google form that will allow you to be considered for a future episode of pop punk promo if you love this week's episode make sure you rate us five stars on spotify and give us a follow as this is how we grow our audience and get shown to other potential pop punk enthusiasts so make sure you do all that share it with a friend who you think would also love it it would mean so much to us this is where i'm gonna have to leave you this week pop punk enthusiasts Make sure you let us know if you are down for more episodes every week or if you're okay with sticking to a bi-weekly release schedule. Let us know and I will keep mulling it over in my head to see what my thoughts are. But until next time, be good to yourselves and each other and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. See you later. For more information on how you can become a pop punk promo featured artist, visit poppunkpromo.com.